0: Welcome to Bill and Tony's Excellent Adventure in Music. Here are your hosts, Bill Fraser and Tony Sartu. Welcome to Bill and Tony's Excellent Adventure in Music. I'm Bill. And I'm Tony. And we are going to explore our love for music by sharing some facts and our thoughts on some of the best albums of all time.
1: But today, instead of a album from the rock and roll canon, we're going to have a very special Christmas episode. Our own special holiday extravaganza? Yes, Bill. It is. It's your Christmas wish come true. Your own special Christmas extravaganza.
0: Oh man, we need like claymation and like some reindeer and some dancing elves and you know the whole the whole bit.
1: Oh, so I shouldn't be wearing my sexy elf suit? <laughs> Dude. Oh you're killing me. <laughs>
0: <Wah-wah>. <laughs>
1: so where do we begin we've never done one of these
0: before we wanted to talk about some of the songs that we think should be on everybody's holiday playlist so we're going to share our special holiday playlist with you here today and we'll share it with you on social media as well so hopefully you get to listen to it and enjoy it
1: yeah and we'll have it up on spotify for you to download and hopefully play while you're making your christmas cookies or opening your presents and just enjoying the holiday season
0: all right so where do we start tone
1: We're going to start with our early Christmas memory. It's a great place to start. And for me, the first leadoff track, I think, is almost an obvious one for um, people of our age. And it's going to be Christmas Time is Here uh, by the Vince Graldi Trio. And it's more commonly known as the Charlie Brown Christmas song, I think. Would you say that that's fair?
0: A hundred percent. And, you know, they they created it for the Charlie Brown Christmas special. And I, I can't. Even hear the name of the song without hearing the singing in 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 my head.
1: Absolutely, and And I I can't
0: hit those high notes, so I'm not even gonna try to sing that. So,
1: (laughs) and it's just so amazing that you know we're you know fifty something years old and and we've known that Christmas special all our lives, and you know we've got kids and they've known it all their lives too, and. That just is going to be one of those things that uh, stands the test of time.
0: It's an absolute classic and had to make our holiday.
1: So that's the way we lead off and I feel really good about starting us off there. What's next?
0: All right, so next up is, I'm gonna go to Run Run Rudolph, which I I, I have to go a little upbeat here and that Chuck Berry Run Run Rudolph is an absolute classic. It is a 12 bar blues song that just, kills it. And the thing that I find interesting about this one is he actually got sued. He wrote the song completely by himself. He got sued by the guy who owns the trademark for Rudolph, and he had to give co-writing credit to the guy. And the guy actually made up some bogus other person, M. Brody. So the guy's name is Johnny Marks. Um, who owns the trademark to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? And they made up some other bogus person who also got a co-writing credit just so he could get, ex- you know, ex- extra points on on all the different things whenever whenever anybody does a version of the song.
1: That's absolutely rude. I can't believe that. I'd never heard that story before. That's it's just...
0: absolutely horrible. It's horrible, but it's it's one of my absolute favorite Christmas songs, and I I can't hear it and not be happy.
1: Okay, so now um, the next two I put on this list. So um, I'll start with. The first one, I'm going to talk about Merry Christmas Baby by the Beach Boys. And when you know I scrolled through various uh, Christmas holiday playlists, inevitably the Beach Boys song that was included was Little St. Nick, which is also a great song. But for me, I love Merry Christmas Baby. I feel like um, that really gives me that Beach Boys flair, that Beach Boys sensibility. And it's my favorite Beach Boys Christmas song.
0: So it's it's really funny because I, I'm not a huge Beach Boys fan. I actually like Little Saint Nick better because I'm not a huge Beach Boys fan. But I I, I agree. I think uh, Merry Christmas Baby you definitely get all of the harmonies and all of the amazing Beach Boyness uh, in, in that song. And it's a great song. It's it's an absolute. It's a, it's a classic Christmas song.
1: And then my uh, other one here in this early Christmas memories is Christmas Waltz by the Carpenters. And the Carpenters' Christmas is definitely, along with the Beach Boys, is what uh, I think of when I think of uh, childhood Christmas music. And Christmas Waltz is interesting because I think we both had a couple of versions that we were toying with.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, I've I've listened to like two or three versions today, and um, I I think you picked the right version for the list.
1: So, what did you have in mind? What was the other ones you were considering?
0: I I actually really like the she and him version, um, and you know that that was on my uh, didn't make the cut, but. Uh, I, I really like that version.
1: Uh, the one I was thinking about was really for Ellie. Uh, she's a big fan of this uh, young artist, Leve. And uh, she's an Icelandic uh, young. I think she's like 21 or 22. And and she does a very nice uh, version of Christmas malts as well. All right. So that closes out our early Christmas memories,
0: right? It does. and let's, And from there, we move into the 80s, which is like our sweet spot.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right. So it couldn't be the 80s. And it couldn't be our podcast if we didn't have something from Springsteen on it. And I know that, uh, you know, we just did a Springsteen episode this season. And, you know, I would love to get Jesse's take on the song that we picked here. Santa Claus is Coming to Town. It's an absolute classic. I can't feel Christmas without hearing Bruce sing this song. Like this makes Christmas time for me.
1: And what I love about this song is it's they they they're just having so much fun
0: that's exactly it it's it's just a fun song
1: and and because with with christmas and especially lately there's just been such a whole focus on how the the melancholy of christmas and christmas makes me sad and and the sadness that can come along with christmas which is absolutely a real thing and it's great that people are talking about that but santa claus is coming to town is the antidote to that it is just a bunch of people having a great time
0: well i mean in all, all honesty this this time of year is not my favorite time of year it, it, it i do find it a little depressing so you know for, for me specifically i actually picked songs that were more upbeat because of that because i wanted songs to actually you know make make me happy and make me you know, have a have a fun time so and that specifically santa claus is coming to town fits that perfectly for me
1: and uh, then if we go to the next one i'm gonna do uh, Christmas wrapping by The Waitresses. I actually never remember the name of this song. I always have to Google Christmas Song Waitresses to figure it out. And despite not knowing the name of the song, love this song. It's just such, a,
0: it's such an odd kind of Christmas song, but I, I love it. Well, it's, it's got a whole story arc. You've got the whole, like, you know, she gets the guy at the end. And, you know, the, 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 it's a new way of Christmas. It's it's just an awesome song. I absolutely love the song. It's very different sounding Christmas song.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: So I, l- let me take the next one Tone, because this this one is a song that I, I think is so underappreciated. Um, it's Christmas is the Time to Say I Love You by Billy Squire. And Billy Squire himself is incredibly underappreciated. Billy Squire is absolutely amazing. And this song, if you haven't heard it, and maybe you haven't, go listen to it. It's a wonderful Christmas song. It's it's upbeat. It's happy. It's catchy. It's a great pop rock Christmas song.
1: I, I can't believe you're asking me if, uh, if I've ever heard it. What you're telling me is, have, have we never, in the you know, four decades we've known each other, never talked about Billy Squire?
0: We've never talked about Billy Squire.
1: I can't even begin to tell you how long uh, Rick and I, my brother Rick and I, have been Billy Squire fans. And, And I go back all the way back to, I guess it's around 84 or 83, and I was in sixth grade living in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and wanted to go to the Billy Squire concert for the Emotions in Motion tour where Def Leppard was opening behind Pyromania.
0: Dude, oh I mean, my goodness. Think about
1: that. Def Leppard <laughs> opening with Pyromania for Billy Squire. That's how,
0: you know, really good Billy Squire was. Billy Squire is amazing. So underpre I mean the guy like when you listen to his vocals, he's got a real Freddie Mercury quality to his vocals. Like he's got that type of a powerhouse voice that just is a killer rock vocal.
1: And if you want to uh, go down an internet rabbit hole, investigate what killed Billy Squire's career. Are you familiar with the whole uh, conversation
0: about that? I'm not actually. And uh, candidly, I always wondered.
1: So there's a lot of debate about this, but the common wisdom is that there was this video that came out for the Rock Me Tonight song, and he's just dancing around in this terrible leotard. Doing like I don't know uh, rhythmic dancing or something, and it's it's really horrific. So the, the story goes that that video was so was was made fun of so badly that that's what killed his career. Um, whether or not that's supported by album sales and whatnot is is you know the debate. But yeah, check out the Billy Squire you know uh, Rock Me Tonight
0: video. I will have to do that.
1: Okay, so now we get to "Last Christmas"
0: by Wham. Oh, and when you hear it at Christmas time, you've been whammed, right? That's it's a, it's, <laughs> it's a thing right. now. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a thing now, right? So it's it's like a is it like a Rickroll? It is. You've been whammed. Like if you can make it all the way through Christmas time without hearing "Last Christmas," then then you win. Oh, no. that's I and, and honestly, honestly, you can't <laughs> because you'll, you're you're going to hear it. And I think you win just by hearing the song. But that's you know. It's a thing.
1: And and loyal listener, Will Lee, I, I can't ever hear Last Christmas without just picturing him do a karaoke version of it. Because Will will do Last Christmas in the middle of July.
0: I would love to hear Will say <laughs> Last Christmas. I, I'm going to challenge that. I want to hear it. All right. Uh, the thing that amazes me about this song, and I didn't know this until doing a little bit of research, is this, this song – had the record for a, a while as the song that had the most sales to never hit number one. Um, it, it, it subsequently hit number one, actually fairly recently. Um, so it hit number one inside of the past few years. And with that happening now, the song that holds that title is moves like Jagger by Maroon five. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. exactly (laughs) all right so that closes out the 80s segment right that it does and why don't we move into our powerhouse female vocals section
1: well well speaking of songs hitting number one you know i think uh, mariah has been number one again this uh this year
0: yeah i mean this this song is christmas in a lot of ways I can't think of Christmas and not think of this song. I, my first memory of this song was back in the 90s when it came out, 94, I think it was. Um, I was working in logistics at JFK Airport. I was uh, doing a, a lot of different uh, international uh, courier stuff. And there was like an emergency shipment that we had to send to Portugal for Ford Motor Company. And we couldn't get somebody to go. And I got co-opted. So I had to grab my passport, had to run over to the airport and got on a flight. And I I got, I get on the plane and I, all I hear is Mariah Carey singing, all I want for Christmas is you. And that like, I have this, every time I hear the song, I have a vivid memory of being on that, like walking on that plane and, 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 uh, being in that spot. So
1: that, um, you know, I, I feel like I know that story, but I never realized you'd never mentioned the all I want, uh, Christmas is you, uh, connection to that. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Mariah Mar- was, Mar- 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 was huge and is huge. So
1: yeah, they say that, uh, she makes a- a over $3 million a year annually from, you know, just from sale, um, not even sales because that's not how it goes anymore. Right. Just from, from royalties. Uh,
0: I believe it. the The other thing that I found interesting when I was I was looking at this a little bit is that her, her and uh, she was married to Tommy Matola at the time, you know, president of Sony Music, and her longtime collaborator. Uh, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong. Walter Afoncia for something along those lines, who she wrote the song with. Um, they were debating doing a Christmas album, and they wound up doing a Christmas album. But really, at that time, people didn't do at the height of their careers. Christmas albums. It was actually something where it was reserved more towards like, ah, I'm Mm -hmm. at the end of my career. I do a Christmas album. I'm I'm a, you know, I've I've been a star for a really long time. I'm going to do some standards and some Christmas songs and whatnot. So stars didn't put out Christmas albums. She was really the first one. And at least to my memory, she was, she was the first one. And this actually like springboarded, like all of the Christmas albums that people have put out, you know, modern artists and, and people that are currently popular, putting out Christmas albums. And I think a lot of that we have to thank Mariah Carey for.
1: All right. So from one diva to another, we'll go to Celine Dion and Oh Holy Night. You know, Celine is just, you know, she's Celine. She's, I I could listen to her sing anything. So I felt like I needed to have Oh Holy Night in here. We're talking about Oh Holy Night tonight, but just, just last night, Colleen and I with, uh, My brother dave and sister-in-law stephanie we were at a really amazing fundraiser Uh, and thanks to dave and steph for taking me and call but it was for the ally coalition and i encourage anybody who is curious the ally coalition is a charity devoted to helping homeless lgbtq people get food shelter and particularly clothing this really cool event featured Phoebe Bridgers, Trey Anastasio from Fish, Lucy Dacus, Maddie Healy from the 1975, Jack Antonoff, who was the host, and a performer named Waysblood, who did a lovely rendition of Oh Holy Night. So, Oh Holy Night, Celine Dion, with shouts to the Ally Coalition.
0: And... I can speak to the Celine Dion version. The thing I love about her vocals is she puts such emotion into everything that she sings, you know, beyond the power of her voice and the the range that she has, you can feel everything she sings and, and you can definitely feel it in this song. All right. So Tone, I think we both had the next song, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home by Darlene Love.
1: Yeah, this is just such a, a, uh, a pleading song. I, I just uh,
0: love this song. This fits into the Phil Spector of it all, right? So, you know, he, this this was all on the uh him producing and writing you know di- different stuff and and this song was a part of of you know the the this the, the Spector uh like Spector Spector The Spector Spector <laughs> exactly. Um but Darlene Love's vocals are amazing on this and it's it's it is the classic version of the song but you, there's so many covers of this song as well. I mean, I I like the version of this song that I had as well, uh, that didn't, you know, the Darlene love bubbled up above the line for me, but the YouTube version of it, I think is excellent as well. And I, I Mm -hmm. really, really love the YouTube version of it.
1: Yep. And it's just amazing, uh, talking about Phil Spector, how often he's come up on our shows, right? We've done, I think like maybe this might be our 16th or 17th episode. And we've probably talked about him at least eight times.
0: Just an amazing impact on, on music.
1: Too bad he was such a dirt bag.
0: Yeah. Well, th- th- talent doesn't uh, th- doesn't mean that you can't be a jerk, right? So. Yeah.
1: All right. So. Um, Speaking of Phil Spector, <laughs> yeah, yeah, staying with uh, Phil Spector, we move on to the Ronettes, and this was one of my picks. It was Slay Ride, and another song that you know there have been just many, many versions of. Uh, I happen to like the Ronettes version best.
0: I, I agree. And, you know, Ron, Ronnie Spector and the Ronettes were just absolutely amazing and this is a classic, an absolute classic. So we're going to segue from the powerhouse female vocals to a couple of amazing female vocalists who I think we're putting in a category of artists that Tony really appreciates maybe too much.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's possible to appreciate yeah. these artists too much, but... At the same
0: time, you might be right. I, you know, so, I don't want to. I don't want to say restraining order, but <laughs> but maybe appreciates too much.
1: <laughs> uh, so you mentioned uh, she and him earlier, and we'll get back to Zoe D with "Baby It's Cold Outside." Um, I chose the Zoe Deschanel and Leon Redbone version, uh, more commonly known as coming from the Elf movie soundtrack, and. It's really where I think uh, Zoe D got her uh, really impetus to become a recording artist uh, rather than just an actress, because this was so well received uh, that she decided to pursue music
0: as well. So she's got an absolutely beautiful voice. I absolutely love her vocals on this track. I just don't like the song. It's creepy. So (laughs) like, I, I just I've always thought it was creepy, like like. Even years and years ago, I always thought it was creepy. So not not my favorite Christmas song. So really, so
1: you're saying that before the woke mob oh, canceled yeah. this I, song, you were already uh, I down on
0: always, it? I always thought it was creepy, yes.
1: Yeah, and look, in, in fairness, it's pretty plainly creepy, but... Um...
0: <laughs> yeah, so what I can say about this song and, and, and the version of it is, beautiful version of it, and absolutely love that movie, and actually was a great impetus for me to listen to more zoe d music and listen to you know a lot of the she and him discography because of how good her voice is in in elf
1: yeah so this uh, this song you know as the gateway to uh, zoe d's uh music you know i gotta tell you colleen there she went through a period when she hated zoe because Right around when the kids were born, is when the first She and Him record came out, and I played that nonstop. <laughs> so, you know, she, we're, we're a little, you know, sleep deprived, two twins, um, maybe a little postpartum, and then all you're hearing is this you know, this woman singing over and over again. And then every time she'd look up, she'd have a magazine open and and Zoe D is now the spokesperson for Cotton. And then all of a sudden she's on, got her own series. And Colleen was just like, oh my God, I can't escape this woman. But Colleen wants it on the record that she is over it. She loves Zoe D, no hard feelings. So baby, it's cold outside.
0: All right, what's what's uh, your second song from this grouping, Tone? Uh,
1: the Hippopotamus Song by Casey Musgraves, and, and we haven't done Casey on the show. I don't know if we uh, ever will, but uh, Casey is just an absolute favorite of mine. The Hippopotamus Song is just a uh, old time children's song, and she does a really fun uh, rendition of it. And I don't know, I can't think of anyone that's done this song in in recent decades.
0: I think there's a reason for that. <laughs> uh uh, so for me this this falls in the category of dominic the donkey like i I cannot i cannot enjoy this song i do not like this song i love casey musgraves do not like this song and i i haven't listened to her version don't ever need to
1: i am going to fight you you compared this to (laughs) dominic the
0: christmas donkey (laughs) Dude, I want a hippopotamus for, for for Christmas. Really? Come on.
1: So what? It has an animal in it, so it's got to be the same. Yes, yes, oh.
0: yes. It's the same. May, check out a very case. Gra- Christmas. Grandma got, grandma grandma got run oh. over by a oh. reindeer. Oh. <laughs> I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Oh. Dominic the donkey. They're all in the same category. All this
1: might be our first Christmas episode <laughs> and our last episode <laughs> ever. <laughs> I'm <laughs>
0: legitimately <laughs> straight up mad. <laughs> <laughs> All right so we we did a, we did a little segue on Tony's Tony's two picks we're going to go to Canada oh Canada oh, for, for my Canada. next for, for my next two picks so as uh, as Tony knows my, my beautiful wife Chris is Canadian she's a newfie uh, she's, she's a US she's a newfie she's you know she's a US citizen but also born in Newfoundland Canada um, and I had to pick some special holiday classics from some spectacular Canadian artists. And I couldn't go to Canada with a holiday song and not pick the Biebs and go with Mistletoe by Justin Bieber. It's is—it's a great song. It's a pop song. It's a wonderful pop song. It's upbeat. It's happy. You know, "Shorty with you. Love it. Absolutely love it. If you're not going
1: to listen to Casey and Hippopotamus (laughs) song, I will... (laughs) absolutely not Listen to the beebs and mistletoe he's
0: got he's got some real reggae influences
1: in this song oh, it's an awesome song you're not saying anything good right now like you're <laughs> making it worse
0: all right so let's let's move on from from the beebs. all right and we're going to go to my other Canadian selection for my O Canada section God rest ye merry gentlemen and we three kings by the bare naked ladies and Sarah McLaughlin this is an absolute monster of a song it is a brilliant version it's it's on the bare naked ladies holiday album bare naked for the holidays which was released in 2004 but the version that's on that album was recorded live backstage at a a a concert for a radio station in 1996. so the version is just like to know that it was done Live for a, a, a radio station show, and that's what they have on this album. It is just brilliant. It's brilliant.
1: Wow. I, so I didn't, I don't know that I know of this existence, and I've definitely never heard of it. So I'm kind of looking forward to checking it out. So we are going to uh, continue with our passports. We've got our uh, visas stamped for Canada, and now we're going to close out with Christmas in England.
0: Why don't we start with the big collaboration song?
1: Band Aid was, in our lifetimes, just an enormous event.
0: It was an enormous event. And the Do They Know It's Christmas, you know, Bob Geldof arranged. Most of the artists are either British or Irish, but you've got Cool in the Gang there. So Cool in the Gang, absolutely by circumstance, they were signed. By the same label as Boomtown Rats, and they were visiting the studio in London when Geldof was pitching it, and they just happened to be there, and they performed on the on the track.
1: Wow! Honestly, I didn't remember Cool and the Gang being on. Uh, Do they the, know it's the, Christmas?
0: Yeah, the, the lead vocalist from Cool and the Gang is, is on uh, is on the track. Yeah. So just just a great a great record. And the other thing is the song that kept Wham from getting to number one, and that you know we talked about we talked about Last Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it didn't make it to one number one for a really long time. You know why it didn't? Do they know Dude. it's Christmas? Kept it from number one. It got to number two, so it never hit number one in the year it came out because they came out at the same, basically, at the same time. Wow, that's amazing.
1: I'll tell you when uh, we were just uh, recently talking about Do They Know It's Christmas at home because Ellie has this love hate relationship with Glee. She claims that she hates it and can't stand it. And yet she's like on her seventh complete viewing of the entire series, <laughs> so I don't know what that says about her. But um, so we're watching uh, the episode where they do, where they do do they know it's Christmas, and it, I can see why the show makes her mad. I was beside myself. I said, these people are all like laughing and singing and and smiling, and it's like this is like a pretty sad song and the er, er, cause earnest,
0: earnest song yeah. about yeah exactly yeah, that. they don't know that's- it's Christmas in, in Africa because they don't have food
1: thank you Yes. Yeah, so sad is, the, is is a poor word choice yeah it's an earnest serious song and to watch these you know dopey teens laughing and, and smiling while they're singing this song I said are you guys even paying attention you dum-dums but anyway so that's glee for you yeah so speaking of happy Christmases I think we can go to the Plastic Ono Band, also known as John Lennon, and "Happy Christmas."
0: So another earnest song. So you know th- this this song was really born out of the Vietnam. work that John John and Yoko did in media campaigns and whatnot to, to try to end the war in Vietnam. And and this this song, you know, basically was something that came out of the bed ins and marches and things that they did. Um they had started making posters in 69 that said war is over if you want it. Happy Christmas from John and, and Yoko. And then in 71 they released this song. So
1: it's completely moving, even though it's been around our literally our entire lives. It's you know, it still moves me when I hear it. Uh, I'm not the biggest Lennon fan uh of my of the Beatles. He's my least favorite, but this song is just is it's very powerful.
0: I really appreciate john lennon so much more having listened to solo stuff which i you know i only knew him from the little bit you know we talked about the beatles a a, a little bit prior prior episodes i didn't know the beatles as deeply as i do now that i've listened to a lot more of their stuff but i really didn't know lennon at all other than you know stuff from his beatles days and his the, the stuff that he did as a solo which obviously got cut short because he was he was killed was just brilliant in in and of itself, and and this song is so powerful, so amazing, uh, and and really just there's not much else to say other than it, it for me it's a really moving Christmas song, and it's it's one of the, the few songs that I picked on on the list that maybe isn't upbeat, um, but because it moves me so much because it's it's about trying to make a change in the world, um, and and it it can be sad but you can still fight for change, and you know if if you if you put the work in you can make a change um and the interesting thing is he was the first one to release a christmas song from his you know former bandmates but he released happy christmas which was then followed by ding dong ding dong by by harrison in 74 wonderful christmas time by mccartney in 69 and then ringo star wanna be santa claus in 1999 so they've all subsequently released christmas songs
1: and don't you think that um and i've never thought about this until just now but it, I feel like you could almost, uh, their choices for Christmas songs really fits their personalities.
0: Oh, 100%, yes. It's,
1: it's kind of amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, you you get, you know, John with the earnest, you know, missive to please, you know, stop war, or do something, you know, serious. And, and you know, McCartney's just having a wonderful Christmas time. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> I mean, look,
1: Paul Paul is, is you know, is an icon and a legend and all that. But boy, sometimes just like, how John didn't want to punch him all the time is beyond me. Like, Well, how George didn't want to punch both of them oh, is beyond yeah, yeah, me. Yeah. Well, that's the uh, wah-wah song of it all, right? Exactly. Uh, so uh, not talking about Happy Christmas per se, but I did want to take this uh, – Uh, opportunity since we're talking about the Beatles again, you know, we talked about George, we talked, we did a Sergeant Peppers and um, I had just a a funny story about uh, our, our Beatles pods. Colleen and I were down in, uh, in Dunedin, Florida, and we went to a Beatles museum. It's not some sort of official Beatles museum It's basically like a dentist or something who had a bunch of uh, memorabilia And he uh, opened up this little museum in the back of an art gallery. So we're just looking through some stuff and we see something. And then Colleen starts telling me a story about one of the pieces of memorabilia that she sees. And she goes, I don't know. I heard that somewhere. I said, yeah, you heard that on my pod. (laughs) I told that story. <laughs> so uh we had a real uh when Harry met Sally moment oh, that's, uh, that's, uh talking about the Beatles. So just one to mix. <laughs> All right. So um speaking of uh you know talking about our past episodes, I guess that's a good way of closing us out, right? Oh no, I'm well, sorry. No, no, you're I missing missed one. one. So, yeah. so so
0: let me let me cover the one the, the one uh that I that was my edition and then we'll cover and then we'll cover the one that we both had. Uh so the addition the, uh, that I had that's a uh, kind of a, a, a our first foray into collaborations of, of Brits um, is a a song that's a uh, a cover of a song that was originally released in 1969 uh, by Jackie DeShannon called put a little love in your heart um, and the version of the song that I love is the version that's done by Al Green and Annie Lennox and one of my favorite holiday Christmas movies of all time is Scrooged. Um, Bill Murray, holiday classic, absolutely love that movie. And I can't see that movie and not want to hear this song. I can't go through the holiday season and not want to hear this song. It's just an upbeat, happy, think of your fellow man, lend him a helping hand, put a little love in your heart. It's, It's just a positive, upbeat, and two just spectacular vocalists in Al Green and Annie Lennox
1: yeah i I do know this song. I'll be honest, I didn't realize it came from Scrooged, and I, I I don't necessarily associate it with Christmas, but um, I do know the song and and Annie just can sing the doors off of anything. um what a what a unique
0: voice. All right, so that leaves us one more song to cover in our Brit section, and then we can uh, we can talk about maybe some honorable mentions.
1: Yeah. So I guess this closes out our official playlist and and we're going to end with, uh, you know, again, one of uh, probably one of the earlier songs from our childhood memories. And it's a collaboration with uh, the artist from our second episode of this podcast, David Bowie and Bing Crosby.
0: So this actually happened at Bing Crosby's holiday special in 1977. Bowie was out on promotion tour for his Heroes album, so we talked about his his German trilogy. Uh, he was out promoting Heroes, which was one of the albums in the in the German trilogy, and he actually went on the on the Bing Crosby Christmas special, and they wanted him to sing the Little Drummer Boy with with Bing, and he you know talked talked to the producers, and he looked at them and he said, I hate this song, I I don't want to sing it. This is something else I could sing. So the producers actually wrote the Peace on Earth section for Bowie to juxtapose Crosby singing The Little Drummer Boy because Bowie didn't want to sing The Little Drummer Boy. So they put it together in about an hour. And what they put together in an hour is one of the best holiday songs ever made.
1: I did not know that backstory. So you're saying that Bowie shows up to the studio to record, you know, and this is a television event, right? So he shows up. It's not like they're going to do a, a, a recording session and it's going to be a couple of days. He's showing up. We're shooting at three o'clock and at two o'clock, they cobble together this the musical super.
0: Yep. The musical supervisors, Ian Fraser, spelled the same way as me, and Larry Grossman, had to find a piano in the studio's basement and they wrote on piano in the studio's basement the little counterpoint. To to little drummer boy, peace wow. on earth, inside of an hour.
1: That that's absolutely amazing. I, I I really did not know that. That's an
0: amazing story.
1: I I love that song, and mostly because of the the the
0: Bowie, hundred uh, percent. That it's 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 the two together. Yeah. Like little drummer boys, you know, it's it's a good song, but like the juxtaposition of the mm-hmm. the two is just brilliant.
1: Yeah, amazing, great story. Well, thanks for. You know, I guess I know we still have our honorable mentions, but really the end of our official Bill and Tony's excellent Christmas vacation adventure.
0: I know. Well, speaking of Christmas vacation adventure, maybe that leads into our holiday honorable mentions. And I'm going to I'm going to add one tone. And this is one that I'm adding now. Uh, Holiday Road for me (laughs) has to be an honorable mention. Okay, it has to be an honorable mention because I I love that song. And I, I didn't know. Until just recently, who sang the song? You like, didn't know that I was had, Lindsay? I had no idea it was Lindsay. Like, I had no idea. Like, and then I heard it. I'm like, how the hell did I not know that was Lindsay? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so Lindsay Buckingham. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but again, I wasn't the big Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac, Mac person. So that's why I didn't know it was Lindsay. Because, it, it like, I wasn't a big Fleetwood Mac fan. So,
1: Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's a great song. And I don't even think of that as a, as a Christmas I, song either. I don't
0: either. But yeah. Holiday Road, yeah. I couldn't not... You know yeah and you said christmas vacation so i had to throw it in
1: there <laughs> nice i love it holiday road excellent choice uh i'm gonna go with a selection from my childhood also uh and you know my very first concert was hollow notes uh rick and i uh, went with my dad we saw hollow and notes and jingle bell rock it's not look Love Hollow Notes, but it's it's not a particularly great song, so that's why it's here in the honorable mentions, but it still does uh, make me feel warm and fuzzy inside.
0: I, I, I agree. It it fits in the warm and fuzzy category. I I, I like that version. Um, in, in the honorable mentions, I'm going to add one that is a kind of a sad song, uh, but it is a absolute Christmas staple and Christmas classic, Blue Christmas by Elvis. It has to make honorable mention. It didn't make my list – didn't make Tony's list. Didn't make my list because it's a little too sad. Um, and I, I wanted to be a little bit more upbeat this, this holiday season. Uh-huh. Um, so, But I couldn't I could not give it honorable mention. It, it is an absolute staple. It's just brilliant, uh, brilliant song. Um, it was originally recorded by uh, an, another artist and was redone many, many times. But El- Elvis's version is probably the most famous.
1: Um, speaking of versions, uh, the Beach Boys do a version of Blue Christmas. And, uh, and another honorable mention is... Little St. Nick. We already talked about that a little bit, so I won't uh, dwell on it. It's the probably the most well-known Beach Boys Christmas song, and it's an v- excellent song. We both really liked it a lot. Didn't want to put two Beach Boys songs on here, so it, honorable mention.
0: It's it's honestly the, the only reason it's not what didn't make my list is exactly that, Tony, is because we didn't put two Beach Boys songs on the list. So- Speaking of versions, uh, we, we talked about a few different version song. One that was hard for me not to make this this list is "I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus," um, but so I have to give it honorable mention. But Tone, which version? Because th- there are two really good versions of this song. So for me, well, there's there's several really good versions, but the two that jump out at me are the the Jackson Five version, which is awesome and mm-hmm. brilliant. But the version that I really love is the John Mellencamp version. I, that's probably my favorite version of it.
1: I couldn't put it any better. Uh, than that. So I won't add anything to it other than I agree 100% with what you said.
0: All right. So that leaves us one last honorable mention, Tom.
1: And it's a shout out, I guess, to uh, some family members. Uh, uh, from, it's going to be Must Be Santa, and that's by Bob Dylan. I've never heard this song until earlier this evening when I was asking Colleen for some of her favorite uh, childhood memory uh, Christmas songs. And she said this one absolutely makes her think of her childhood.
0: So I hear this song every Christmas because John, my brother-in-law reminds us every year that this is the best Christmas song. This is his favorite Christmas song. And he, re- he reminds my girls every year, no, you haven't heard the song. You got to hear the song. And every year we listen to must be Santa by Dylan. And it's, and it's, and it's a great fun song. Is it? It is. I, I, I like the whole accordion of it and whatnot. And it, it's kind of a, a kitschy song.
1: I'm telling you, um, Dylan is such an interesting cat. He really is.
0: He really is.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, that's it for our Christmas episode. We end every episode of Bill and Tony's excellent adventure in music with Bill's final thoughts. So, Bill, take it away.
0: So, Tony and I just want to wish everybody a very happy holidays. I hope you enjoy the playlist that we put together for you. Um, And and really, the last thing I want to leave everybody with, and I, I know Tony feels the same way, is really have a happy, safe, healthy holidays. Be kind to yourself, be kind to others. It's a really tough time of year for a lot of people um, and get through the holidays happy, healthy, and safe. and we will uh, put out another episode real soon. so uh, we're we're hoping uh we're hoping everybody has a wonderful holiday season
1: and while we're off on break, Bill and I are gonna be working really hard on our next episode, which will be.
0: So we're really going to do it this time? Are we really going to do it? We're really going to do it.
1: We're really going to do it. It's really going to be Taylor Swift.
0: And and we're going to do 1989, right?
1: No, we're going to do red.
0: No, we're going to do both. Peanut butter and chocolate. (laughs) 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 All
1: right. So thanks everyone for listening. Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Festivus for the rest of us. Everybody have a wonderful holiday season. See you next year.